We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty as Charge podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host. Very excited for tonight's show. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a uh, wonderful time watching the Combine. Uh, it is officially over, so, you know, NFL offseason is really going to start picking up from here on out, and, uh, you know, excited to dive into all of it. You know, uh, March 8th at this time last year uh, was when the Chargers re-signed Mike Williams to his extension, so uh, hmm. we are... Uh, right on the cusp of getting a lot of clarity for the Chargers and everything that they'll be uh, doing for the rest of the uh, rest of the offseason. So excited to dive into all of that. Uh, Tyler, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Doing very well. We have or hopefully get some clarity on certain things. But today we got some clarity. The Chargers don't need a quarterback, too. They have a scout who can <laughs> apparently sling it. So you know what? Just roll with Herbert. If he goes down, we've got ourselves a guy. All good. Yeah, you know, the uh, the NFL competition committee is apparently considering uh, reviving the rule where you could have three quarterbacks active. Uh, I, I think they're considering doing it only for the playoffs. And, you know, if the Chargers come to that point that they got their guy, I don't even know his name, but, you know, the scout out there was uh, dropping some dimes to the running backs as, as the other quarterbacks were, uh, you know, headed out. So uh, for those who were not watching, Carson Strong and uh, Kirk Ben Hart, I think his name is, were uh, working for the uh, skill players this week as the NFL's quarterbacks, and they had to go leave and hop on a plane uh, for this last little bit. So uh, some Chargers scout and a bunch of other scouts were ended up throwing for the running backs for the last uh, last drill. It was, uh, it was a good fun, man. It was, it was a good week for sure for the combine. 
Yep, nothing like a Chargers scout throwing to Tajay Spears down the sideline. It's just like, yeah. yeah, we can make that work. We can make that work. Yeah, I uh, I was laughing because you know Daniel Jeremiah is showing all the the clips of like, so here's the drill, and then like here's a clip of an NFL player like using the drill in a game, and it was like, oh, here's Damian Pierce running against the Chargers, and then. Here's Isaiah Pacheco running against the Chargers. And I'm like, come on, DJ. You're just like throwing us under the bus over here. Yeah, I mean, he knew you could pull from any game, find some rookie, and he'd be doing all right. <laughs> was, it, was that it? Was it just Pierce and uh, Pacheco? It had to uh, there was another else. clip from oh, Kenneth uh, Walker. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. going to make them all look good. Happy to help. <laughs> Happy to do our part. <laughs> uh, so I, I apologize if I'm on a little bit of a delay. It's been uh, raining here all week in Fresno, so... Uh, connection seems a little bit laggy on my end. So hopefully it is uh, not the case on uh, everybody else's end. So um, Tyler, we're here to uh, do a mock draft today. We're going to go five rounds on uh, the mock draft database website today. So, uh, you know, we like to mess around with the different websites. Uh, We'll do one on the draft network. We'll do one on pro football focus as the process, you know, continues to go on. But uh, Mm -hmm. the draft, the mock draft database for me is, is one of my favorite uh, mocks drafts. So, uh, excited to dive into that one. Uh, before we get there, anybody stand out this week from uh, the combine that you want to maybe shout out some good testing or good mm. uh, drills that you uh, think deserve some shine in this in this draft class? I, I mean, every tight end. What tight end <laughs> didn't show out today at the combine or this past weekend at the combine? I mean, some guys we knew and expected like, oh, my gosh, Washington did great at the combine. Like, yeah, I guess I didn't think he'd do that well. Like we we're talking about him comparing favorably to wide receivers yeah uh, but he did really really well um one guy from that group that stood out that I, I don't know if i didn't expect it like i never thought he'd be slow but sam laporta was a player that i thought was you know a solid player a wide receiver convert and clearly he can move and we've seen that on film but for him to post an elite ras was actually really impressive i didn't expect that again i didn't expect him to be like a, a four or something but i didn't expect yeah. a, a nine three or whatever it ended up being yeah, definitely didn't was not expecting Sam Laporta to put up elite testing numbers, and and that was the case. So I, I thought that he would be, you know, an above average athlete and really shine in in the position drills, and that was the case. He you know he looked really really smooth as yeah. a receiver in those drills. Um, I think that's a good call. What did you, uh, what do you make of Michael Mayer not testing super well? Because that's obviously a player that a lot of Chargers fans uh, really like the Chargers to potentially take at twenty one. Um, you know, I, I certainly was not expecting him to test at, at an elite level, but uh, what were you expecting from uh, Michael Mayer this week? Kind of what he got. Didn't he end up with an eight, eight something? I mean, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And I think it was not exactly where Hunter Henry was, but Hunter Henry didn't. No, I think Hunter Henry was even worse than that, quote unquote worse. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. But um, <laughs> Michael Mayer, I didn't expect a four, three forty. I didn't expect to be like his thing. If you want one elite trait about Mayer, it's contested catch work. It's some other things that he does. That's it's not athleticism. Um, not that he's not an athlete. He got an eight something or whatever. But um, no surprise to me. It doesn't change a thing about him for me. No, I, I agree there. I I think that's that's exactly what we were expecting from him, at least in my opinion. So what he does well uh, is definitely more conducive on a on a football field once you get pads on. Yeah. So um, you know he reportedly was crushing the interviews this week, and I think that is another thing that you know, he'll really shine in as well. I think for me, you know, I headed into today, I haven't graded a ton of offensive linemen, but, um, you know, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse and Steve Avila from TCU are 
are two of my favorite potential targets for the Chargers if they uh, elect not to bring back Trey Pipkins, which I think would obviously be a mistake in my opinion. Um, but this offensive line class isn't super strong to the point where if they take someone at 21, I would be thrilled. I think, um, you know, the, the better case there would probably be towards taking a guard on day two. I mean, Jamari Sawyer kick out to, to right tackle. So, um, those two, I thought play, uh, performed very, very well today. Steve Avila has drawn a lot of comparisons to, um, shoot. I just had his name written down and I, now I don't have it in front of me. Uh, he played for the saints for a very long time, played for the lions as well. We talked about him as a free agent fit and then he retired. Shoot. What's his name? Oh my gosh. That's going to bug me the shit out of me. <laughs> Someone in the chat will know he played for the saints and then the lions. No, he played for the, he was drafted by the lions and then he played for the saints. Um, interior recently retired, huh? Interior guy. Yeah. Interior guy. Shit. What's his name? <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up now. Gosh, okay. This. Um, yeah, no, I got nothing. So somebody in the chat, you versus Steven right now. Let's see it. Sorry for our audio audience as I'm looking this up. I hate it when this happens, man. Oh, I can look on good. PFF. They'll do that. I'll look on PFF real quick. Richie, no, not Richie Incognito. No, Richie Incognito definitely did not play for the Lions or the Saints. <laughs> um... Hold on. Hold on, it's it's gonna it's gonna hit me in a second here, right as I see it, and then I'm gonna be so upset. This is live television for you, folks, right here. Ragnow? No. no, I mean he's still with the Lions. Yeah, it's definitely Lions to Saints. Yes. Larry okay, Warford. Larry Warford. That was the one. Okay. There we go. Sure. That was the one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So going back 30 minutes ago, so who would you compare him to? <laughs> Larry Warford, who? <laughs> uh, Steve Avila. Steve Avila from TCU. Uh, Pedro Ramirez got it at the same time, so shout out to Pedro. Um, yeah, so he's somebody that has guard center flexibility. Bergeron from Syracuse has tackle guard flexibility. Um, two guys who performed really well at the senior role. So um, if the Chargers elect not to bring back Trey Pipkins, I, I think – Offensive line on round in round two probably is is where I would like to see them go. I know they had a, a formal visit with uh, John Michael Schmitz, the center from mm -hmm. Minnesota, uh, as Gavino reported. Um, we'll see if he's there at 53, but um, it does seem like they're at least doing uh, their homework on day two offensive linemen. Yeah, and then UT Chattanooga offensive lineman McClendon Curtis, um, yeah. said Justin M of the NFL or of the Draft Network. Draft Network not doing so hot today with the uh, combine measurements, um, but the, the Chargers like had met with him several times that he knew the scouts before they even got to combine. So, um, the other random note that I have on my phone. Yeah, McClendon Curtis have not watched him at all. I think he did really well at the Senior Bowl, but um, he's been considered like somebody who is going to be tackled to guard convert. But uh, he had thirty five inch arms and he ran pretty well. Like he, like I think he could definitely play tackle in the NFL, uh, just from a pure measurement standpoint. But um, yeah, definitely doing their homework on day two offensive linemen. Um, you know, very interested to see what this transition to Kellen Moore's offense really means because mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, very hard to replicate Zach Martin and you know Travis <laughs> Frederick, who was the, the yeah. Cowboy center for a very long time. 
Um, but obviously the Chargers are, are set up very well with Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsay, Jamari Sawyer, and of mm-hmm. course, Zion Johnson. So, um, you know, they're just missing that one piece. Hopefully it's Trey Pipkins, but we'll see what they do uh, on the draft. Yeah. I hope they sign Pipkins because then I'll have to not watch as much tackle and guard <laughs> stuff. Even though I do like the big uglies and the hogs. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if I want to watch till day three. No, yeah, I totally get it from a, a film watching perspective at this point. You know, I have done a lot of work on a lot of the other groups, but, mm-hmm. you know, coming up are corners and offensive line. And it's like, you know, you have to watch a whole game to watch an offensive lineman or a corner. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you can, if you, you know, have the, the cut ups of, of the, you know, defensive tackles or pass rushers or linebackers, they're not out there every single play, you know, the receivers mm-hmm. and running backs. You know, like Roshan Johnson's cutups were like seven minutes each. It was like yeah. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, an offensive lineman, you got to watch the whole game. So uh, yeah, got some uh, much longer film sessions coming up. Joy. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, NTPA is over. You know, my spring graduation deadlines are are done for. So uh, more time coming up. I can't believe the draft is like eight weeks away. Is that right? Is that seven weeks away? Something like that. It's coming quick. Yeah, very quick. Unfortunately, we'll get there. Though. We'll get, I'll get to a hundred guys at least. Hundred okay. prospects graded. There you go. All right, so let's get started here. We're gonna do, like I said, uh, five rounds on this mock draft through the mock draft database. Um, we are not going to do trades. Uh, I will believe that Tom Telesco does trades when I see it happening. Uh, <laughs> that meaning trading back, I should say. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense for the Chargers this year, especially from a cap perspective. Um, but uh, certainly I'm not going to predict the Chargers trading back. So we'll do five rounds. Uh, we'll do more rounds, as, as like Tyler is saying here. We'll get more guys graded into everything. But uh, for now, we're just going to do the five rounds, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, get cool. Colin Cow here to, out of here talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You, you can see my scene, my screen good. Everything is cool. All's good. I can see it. All right. Here we go. Pretty chalky mock draft simulation right now. Ooh. All right. Anthony Richardson. Six trade offers. Um, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, for our audio audience, uh, recent five picks, we'll start there. The Seahawks took Jalen Hyatt at pick 20. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Buccaneers taking Lucas Van Ness, the pass rusher from Iowa at 19. Lions taking Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame at 18. Steelers at seven, 17 taking Brian Brzee, the defensive tackle. Washington taking Broderick, Drones, Broderick Jones, excuse me, offensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, Packers at 15, taking Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama. So um, the Packers are an interesting team. I want to highlight just really quick mm-hmm. here because they've been linked very heavily to tight end themselves. So if you're a tight end at 21 believer or uh, um, you know hopeful, I guess, then the Packers are definitely somebody you want to keep an eye on. And then uh, Jordan Addison goes 11 to the Tennessee Titans. That's another uh, name that a lot of mm-hmm. Chargers fans have been uh, hoping for. So those are the players who have uh, gone off the board before the Chargers picking at 21. 
Uh, Tyler, you want to read off a couple names here that the Chargers could be picking from at 21 in this situation? Yeah, if we're just looking at the guys that are best player available on the draft database, it's B. John Robinson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I don't know who Kim Smith is, but okay, some guys that we would be looking at, Nolan Smith, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers, and I'm sure some other guys that are on there. Um, if we're looking at edge rushers specifically, I believe B.J. Ojolari is still available. Um, I'm sure Will McDonald is still available. And yeah, Keon White's still available. Foskey's still available. Um, I have not watched Anuduke Uzoma. I'm just going to say that's how you say it. Um, let's see wide receivers. So do we just have Zay Flowers as like the... Well, JSN, yes. Do we believe... It sounds like he had a great combine relative to expectations. So I don't buy that he's even if he's there, he's not the Chargers pick. Like I don't I don't buy that that's going to happen. Um yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba for me is uh probably wide receiver one. I haven't fully uh cemented my wide receiver grades. We're gonna get to mm-hmm. that episode at some point, but um to me, just a, a, a little too redundant for for the Chargers, in my opinion, with the way that Keenan Allen plays, the way that Josh Palmer plays. I mean, you'll have Gerald Everett taking snaps in the slot unless he's not on the team. Um, you know, you have Austin Eckler taking snaps in the slot. So to me, there's there's just a little too much redundancy with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like he's, he's kind of the most common wide receiver one around the league from what I've been hearing from or mm-hmm. seeing online at least. So um you know he's not super fast so that is kind of a concern he did not run a 40 this week as thomas martinez points out in the chat mm-hmm. um but he's somebody who really shined in the short shuttle had the best short area agility numbers of any player in the at the combine this weekend i think darna washington was third um <laughs> so just just freaking crazy but um, i think he's a fantastic player i just don't think he's a fit for the chargers um mm-hmm. Josh Downs, Keyshawn Boot, none of those guys I'm I'm super interested in here at this point. Mm-hmm. So really, the only receiver that I think the Chargers would be interested in here is Zay Flowers. Yeah, I, I would agree. Granted, I haven't watched Downs or Boot, but it sounds like however you say his name, Boot ran a four, six. Maybe he's a tested, fit then. Tested very um, poorly. I think he jumped like twenty eight inches or something too. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, can we look at the tight end? So it's Kincaid. I'm assuming then Washington and Musgrave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kincaid, so Washington, Musgrave. Mayor's off the crowd. board, mm-hmm. but everybody else is on the board. Okay. And edge rushers. Have you watched? Um, I know he was taken earlier, but did you watch Brian Branch yet? Yeah, I've watched Brian Branch. I think he's really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran with the corners, so he played a little mm-hmm. bit of that like overhang nickel safety um, spot okay. for Alabama's defense. Um, I would. I would love that pick. I think he he fits what the Chargers would like to see out of their nickel spot. Somebody who could maybe play a little safety. Um, just haven't really necessarily had the, the personnel there. So um, Branch is definitely somebody I would be interested in if he were on the board, um, especially if the Chargers are, are a little bit more uncertain about, you know, uh, Sonic Samuel's future or maybe, you know, Bryce Callahan's definitely not coming back. So, um yeah, but Brian Batch, I think, is is probably more of a, a nickel hybrid than a true safety. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, well, and some people are already saying this. My best player available, granted, not necessarily always the highest graded, although I think it is in this case, is Nolan Smith. So my best three available, 
granted i have not watched everyone like tackles and defensive tackles and safeties um so for me it's smith ojalari and kincaid are my three best available i have kincaid graded higher than ojalari but i just i value edges richards over tight ends um, on my board just the way i've been ranking them so uh, to me and especially looking at the receivers and, and actually having gone through receivers today as well i'm more interested in if we're not trading back uh an edge rusher here everyone's saying take nolan smith and i agree but what kind of discussion do we want to have here about whether we believe that's likely or not yeah so i um um i definitely want to have in the nolan smith discussion i do have the offensive tackles here on the screen just for those who are curious Mm, okay um anton harrison from oklahoma dewan jones from ohio state who's the, the massive human being uh, and then <laughs> Darno Wright from Tennessee. So for me, like if the Chargers were going to go with a with a tackle at twenty one, I think it would be Darno Wright. But mm. um, you know, forty two is probably a little too low for him. I, I I think I'll probably end up with him, you know, in the in the late twenties. But um, I just think, like I said, I think the value for offensive line is, is very similar to the receiver group. I think the value for offensive line is probably on day two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you. I think for me. This is Bijan. This is Dalton Kincaid or Nolan Smith. Um, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Bijan's best player available too. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So <laughs> I, I, I do like I said on Twitter just barely. Bijan is my highest graded player in this entire draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think in this case the Chargers would take him. So this is the Nolan Smith discussion. Um, you know, obviously tested like a freak this week. You know jumping over 40 inches in the vertical jump, jumping over 30, 11 inches or 11 feet, excuse me, broad jump running sub four, four as an, as an edge rusher is crazy to me. So the discussion obviously is, is will he be there? Um, You know, I I think there are some teams that that would be certain fits for him. I think for me, the team to really watch here would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they took Lucas Van Ness in this simulation, um, but Van Ness is more kind of a, a four, three defensive end. Mm-hmm. They obviously run a three, four, their pass rush has not been super productive over the last couple of years without, um, you know, Jason Pierre Paul kind of taking that step back. And then, you know, Joe Tryon hasn't really developed. So to me, like the buck, the Buccaneers would be a, an interesting, uh, Nolan Smith landing spot. Um, Steelers as well. They play three, four. But they, they're. I feel like they're good on the pass rush standpoint. So, I think it is likely that Nolan Smith is on the board at twenty-one. Personally, it really just depends. There are some great edge rushers in this group. Like if someone falls in love with, um, well, Ojolari, obviously Van Ness, Murphy. Like you can't start to push Nolan Smith. Um, I definitely feel like he's in a within five spots of the Chargers range, and I think there's maybe a 25% chance that he's there at 21. Um, and then that's assuming nobody trades up for him ahead of the Chargers or whatever, because if he's there at you know 19 and someone really wants him at 25 or whatever, you're almost confident the Chargers are going to take him at 21. So um, I think it's definitely a possibility. I'm willing to go with it. I think that the mock... Well, he's already risen up the boards quite a bit. Like he's... Yeah. He was in the 40s, I believe, kind of where Ojolari was. Um, now he's at 27. Honestly, by the time we do this, if we do the same simulation next time, probably won't be there. I feel like he just will keep continuing to climb because he's not the 27th ranked player in this draft. Um, I can't imagine. So I'm fine taking him for now with the sense or the understanding that 
I'm not really sold that he'll be there. And also, I think by the time we do this next time, uh, he'll be off the board and because he'll be higher on the mock board. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the discussion for the Chargers is obviously like where where will the run on certain positions happen? I don't I don't think they're going to be really in the corner market, right? Like I think everyone kind of agrees that the first three picks at this point, you know, barring the, the trade or uh, pending the Trey Pipkins decision mm-hmm. is edge receiver and tight end. And I think the likely position that goes on the run is the edge rusher position. I mean, you're looking at this yeah. board right here. Um, there's a lot of fans of Keon White in the league, BJ Ojolari, Isaiah Foskey, Felix Enrique Ozama, Will McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would love to have you know some of those players on the board at 53, but this is the pass rushing market that we're talking about. So yeah. I think these players, most of these players are probably going to be gone by 53. Whereas at tight end, you have some good options probably in the second round, as much as obviously I would love yeah. to have Dalton get on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have Sam Laporta, you have Tucker Craft, maybe Darnell Washington, although I doubt it at this point. Um, and then receiver to me, like the value there is is definitely like round three, round four. I agree. And you know, I, I think the to me, this is ultimately Nolan Smith versus Dalton Kincaid. And I think as much as I would love Dalton on this team, I think it it it's Nolan Smith is probably the pick if he's there. Yeah, I, I would agree. At, at some point, Staley does have to invest in a defender in the first round. He's you know done great to one elite pick, one solid pick, and the offensive line picks back to back. At some point, I think you need to find that next guy. And again, I mean, I guess we should probably talk about why not receiver, why not Zay Flowers, but these edge rushers are going to play. This first round edge rusher, second round, whatever, they're going to play, and they're going to play a lot of snaps. Yep. And I would much rather end up with Nolan Smith as my edge two than, no offense, but Chris Rumpf jumping into edge two or um, some other, I mean, Derek Tuska, Jeremiah Tauchi. Like We were at a point last year where we were so desperate, the Chargers couldn't win, and, and fans said, Oh, Staley can't run his defense without Joey Bosa on the field. Nolan Smith will not be Joey Bosa in year one, but you know if you feel like you couldn't run the defense last year without Bosa on the field, then I'd much rather invest in this premium position and just be ready for an injury or to boost the pass rush. The best I've ever seen the Chargers play the defense against the Chiefs is when they had three edge rushers, when they had uh, Ingram, yep. when they had Bosa, and when they had Inwosu because they could stand guys up, move them around. That was the best defense they had. You'd love two edge rushers. Three is even better. Um, the one, Zay Flowers is an interesting one for me because Telesco's never drafted a guy with an RAS less than seven. And most of his guys have a 9.3 RAS or higher. Zay Flowers at that 5'9, 182, um, and some other numbers that were kind of, you know, average ish. You know, he comes in at a 6.55 RAS. And so I'm curious if the Chargers would even consider that. Uh, a lot of firsts for Tom Telesco the last couple of years. So, sure. uh, hey, they never traded for Cleo, uh, this player. Now they trade for Cleo Mack. Um, I just don't know with the way they've been doing things. I mean, you look at you know the last three seasons. It was 9.7, 9.89, 9.71, 9.75 in the first round. The idea that they go for someone like Zay Flowers, as much as I really do like him, I don't buy that they do it this year. And frankly... And I messaged you before the show. There's a negative 40% chance that I'm taking a receiver in round one because having gone <laughs> through some of those like round two, round three guys, yeah. Do I think Zay Flowers is better than a lot of them, if not most of them? Sure, absolutely. But I don't think the difference is that significant enough, nor do I think the Chargers even go this route at this point. So um, I do really like Zay Flowers because I know people will ask us why we didn't talk about him, why we didn't pick him. Um, yeah. But Nolan Smith and even Dalton Kincaid 
um, two options that I think are, are better prospects overall. Yeah, I think they're better prospects overall as well. And I think, you know, if you look at the Chargers draft, draft history in the first round over the last five years, really, if you look at, you know, Kenley Platt, who does the RAS scores, um, he just did this new feature, right, where you can sort every team by their so athletic nice. profiles, right? And it's a huge help. Mm-hmm. And all of the best athletes that the Chargers have drafted have all been in the last five years. And if you look at their first round specifically, like you're talking about, Tyler, you know, it's Joey Bosa, it's Derwin, it's um, obviously <laughs> Jerry Tillery didn't work out, right? But his his RS profile is pretty elite. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Rashawn Slater, Justin Herbert, even Kenneth Murray has an elite mm-hmm. RS score as well. So, um, you know, the Zay Flower thing, I think like he's a really good player. And if the Chargers didn't necessarily need like a vertical deep threat, like I think that's really what I'm talking about when I want a receiver for the Chargers like, you need somebody who could really access the deep parts of the field with their speed. Mm-hmm. And yes, Zay Flowers can do that. And yes, Jordan Addison can do that. But I'm talking about like a Jalen Hyatt kind of player. I'm talking about like a Trey Palmer player or a Jaden Jaden Reed or Tyler Scott, like these players who you can get later. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I, I think Zay Flowers, if you don't have Keenan Allen, hundred percent go get him. But you know, as we've heard this week, they, they plan on keeping him. So mm-hmm. I'm a fan of him. I think he he he's probably the one who has the best challenge for me for wide receiver one over Jackson Smith and Jigba at this point. Mm-hmm. I just haven't necessarily decided if I really want to do that yet. Um, so Zay Flowers is a really high quality prospect. I just don't think he I don't think he checks enough boxes for the Chargers and what they need. Um, Nolan Smith does. And one of the things that people who have have concerns about nolan smith is like well he only weighs 239 pounds like but he plays like he's 250 if you really watch him (laughs) and the way that he defends the run like there's no concern to me you know this man is is setting the edge in the sec against Mm -hmm. guys like darnell Wright, against all these you know high-end tackles and he pointed this out this week you know he goes up against practice against broderick jones and andrew thomas and all these guys who are nfl offensive linemen and so I, I don't have any concerns about his weight. And, and I think he will, you know, add some at this point. But I mean, you talk about the flexibility it provides the Chargers. You talk, you brought up the 2020 Chiefs game, right? Where the, the Chargers really mm-hmm. got after Mahomes really well. In 2021, like one of the reasons they were able to win that game was Joey Bosa working against the guards and how much of an advantage it created for them in that matchup. Yes, 100%. Um, so I think Nolan Smith just gives them the the most flexibility, you know, short term in the pass rush, long term in the pass rush. I think he's the best player on this board at this point outside of Bijan Robinson. And I think Bijan is a possibility. I just can't see them passing on a pass rusher like Nolan Smith in favor of a, a running back. So I think for me, and I think we're on the same page, Nolan Smith would be the pick here at 21 for the Chargers. Yep. I'm I'm happy with that. If he's there. I mean, you saw us jump up and down for Zion. It would be the the same thing, to be completely honest, because wouldn't expect him to be there. Great player, checks a lot of boxes, and he was skinny all the way to an average depth of tackle of zero point three. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I think we'll be okay. Are there things to work on? Absolutely. Is it a completely perfect prospect? No, but he's shaping into. Even though there's really no such thing, he's shaping into this kind of safe prospect territory. Number one on our composite rankings, tested through the roof. Went to Georgia works with coach ed like there's so much that just checks every box um so yeah I, i'm completely happy with that we'll circle back to this in a few weeks 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he checks. Uh, I think he checks every single box possible for the Chargers, and obviously the Georgia thing. I think is is <laughs> we'll see if it really holds this year. But I mean, Brandon Staley loves you know picking from that tree. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For those curious, uh, Will McDonald's still on the board here. Andre Carter, uh, who I'm not necessarily super interested in. I think he's a bit too much of a project. Um, in terms of the edge rushers, this mm-hmm. is. And then uh, Ade Tumiwa Adabarwe, I think is how you say it. I'm, I'm going to practice that. But uh, obviously lighting up the combine this week. I think for me, he's kind of a, a more of an inside rusher. He's still on the board here as well. Um, and then some other ones. So. Will McDonald really the only you know high end edge rusher at this point left on the the board in the uh, in the second round for the Chargers? Yeah, deciding to take an edge rusher early, I think you don't want to end up with hoping for the one guy that's left when you pick you know thirty something picks later. Like you don't want to just oh I hope he's going to be there, and and then oops he's not there now what do we do? So uh, taking an edge rusher early I think is fantastic. Um, go for it! Wow, Charbonnet went early. I yeah, didn't he keep did. So. Pick. Uh, recent picks here: Bears going uh, Mozzie Smith for the Bear, uh, from Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. Big fan of his. The Seahawks taking Cody Mauk, uh, the North interior offensive line from North Dakota State. Dolphins going Luke Musgrave at fifty-one. Buccaneers taking Zach Charbonnet at fifty. Uh, Felix Anudike Uzama at forty-nine to the Steelers. Derek Hall, the edge rusher from uh, Auburn, to the Lions at forty-eight. John Michael Schmitz, the center. From Minnesota at 47. Uh, Darnell Washington off the board as well in this simulation round pick, uh, round two pick 45 to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, in this situation, they would replace uh, Mercedes Lewis with uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis, Lewis 2.0. <laughs> so there you yeah. go for them. Uh, you know, some other picks here Dalton Kincaid to the Titans at 41. Uh, BJ Ojolari, uh, man, Dalton deserves better than that. I'm going to say that. Uh, <laughs> BJ Ojolari <laughs> to the Panthers at 39. Darnell Wright, uh, the, the offensive tackle from Tennessee at 38 to the Raiders. Uh, Clark Phillips, my guy, corner from Utah at 35. I'd be surprised if he goes that high, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then <laughs> a classic uh, Chiefs getting Jackson Smith and Jigba in this simulation <laughs> at 31. Oh, no. Gotta love it. I think he goes much higher than that, personally. But um, I would imagine, yeah. Mm. All right, so you want to run through who is on the board here? Yeah, we have Jameer Gibbs, who just tested pretty well today. Um, still available, McDonald, Tui Tuipolotu from USC, uh, Jack Campbell, Stevens uh, linebacker one, and mine too, 
that have only graded one. Um, Tyreek <laughs> Stevenson, um, Devin Achain, who, again, what do you have, like a 4-3 something today? It's 4-3-2, yep. 4-3-2 today. Uh, I believe that's that's got to be number one with my running backs. And as far as receivers go, Rasheed Rice. You already called the Rice. receiver list? Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure everyone's waiting for that one. So Rasheed Rice, Tank Dell, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, Parker Washington, A.T. Perry, uh, Xavier Hutchinson. I'm assuming Trey Palmer, Tyler Scott, Jaden Reed. Wow, they're in that range, huh? Interesting. Yeah, that, this will change a lot. Like they have uh, Trey Palmer at 136. He ran a 4-3 this week, so um, <laughs> he, he's definitely going up. Uh, yeah. Former former uh, high end four star mm. recruit who had started his career at LSU. So I'm a fan of his. I think he'll he'll be much higher than this. I think uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State also will probably end up higher than 110. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Marvin Mims ran a 4-3 this week too. So. Mm-hmm. Again, there there are ways for the Chargers to add a deep threat outside of spending a first round pick on one. Despite what YouTube comments tell me, <laughs> um, tight end still available: Tucker Craft from South Dakota State, Sam Laporta from Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. Then, because some of the other ones have already gone off the board, so it does fall off a little bit here. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, I guess is how you say it. Josh Wiley, Cameron Latu, Payne Durham. All those guys after that. Zach Kuntz, who's a bit of a project, but very, very athletic. I think he was uh, close to a perfect RES score from, from uh, Old Dominion. Haven't mm-hmm. watched him, but uh, tested like a freak this week. Interesting. So, I mean, this until I watch interior offensive line, until I watch maybe some safeties, defensive tackles, this is mostly a you know wide receiver versus tight end debate for me. But if you have um, thoughts on some of these linemen or trench guys, I'm all ears. Yeah, so I, I talked about Steve Avila, somebody I think would make a lot of sense for them at, uh, being able to be a left guard starter right away for them. If you're in a world where Trey Pipkins is not on this team, um, Andrew Voorhees, who unfortunately got hurt today, actually mm-hmm. uh, would be my second choice here from USC. Started a ton of games at left guard for them. So that's an easy plug and play person as well for uh as well as steve avila so uh we'll see what happens with steve with andrew Voorhees's health but uh, i'd be on board with steve avila i'd be on board with sam laporta or tugger craft um and you know we can have that debate about those two i think that would be yeah uh, a nice debate here and then some of those receivers are ranked a little low i'm not super interested in the the top three here with she rice tank dell or cedric tillman mm-hmm. um to me if the Chargers are taking a receiver in the situation you're talking about marvin mims uh, or Trey Palmer, Jaden Reed. I know the grade would not look super good here um, because they're much slower, but I do think that those guys are worthy of debate here. So I think the yeah. value probably is lineman or tight end in this mm-hmm. simulation, but uh, you know, I'm definitely open to other ideas. As far as this simulation goes, I can't speak to lineman, but it, it does feel like just in this simulation that, that tight end is the better play. With that said, I believe by the time we do our final mock drafts, I think it will almost have to be wide receiver based on the way that these guys are going to move. Someone like Palmer, someone like Mims. Watch both of those guys today. And watching those guys, I haven't watched Reed yet, but watching Mims, watching Scott, watching Palmer, you just start to realize that you can really find exactly what, like, this is the perfect draft for the Chargers to not need a wide receiver one, but really want a speedy, you know, wide receiver type in you know day two round two round three i'm sure there's other guys that just haven't gotten that far yet um 
honestly, I came into this thinking that wide receiver was, you know, potentially a good option. The board would hate it based on these rankings. You know, they would hate it. I think sure. people that are doing mock drafts every day would hate it. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's a legitimate possibility. Um, but I, I think this is, I think tight end is a interesting way to look. Um, this one, Laporta versus someone like Kraft, I'd be considering. Yeah, I, I agree here. I think this board's going to change a lot. Like I said, like, um, yeah, you know, these receivers, like Tank Dell, I, I know a lot of Charger fans love him. I mean, the guy is 5'8. He ran a 4'5. He's going to be 24 years, 24 years old as a rookie. I think his film is really good. I think what he did at the senior bowl is really good. But that's not an athletic profile that I am interested in drafting in the in the first two rounds. So um, I think he would check a lot of boxes for the Chargers in round three or four. But round two for me is that's that's too rich in my opinion. Um, Rasheed Rice, he's another contested catch guy. Not super interested in that. Cedric Tillman, same kind of pro, same kind of profile there. I think he's a little bit more nuanced than Rasheed Rice, but. Um, I'd be on board with Marvin Mims, the receiver from Oklahoma. I know some people Love think Mims. that might be a little too rich. I'm a big fan of his. I have a I have a round two grade on him. Um, but I I do have Sam Laporta as the best player that we're talking about in terms of tight ends receivers that's available right now. And I think mm-hmm. um, you know, the the drop off at tight end is is bigger than what we'd be looking at right receiver. So for me in this instance, I would be targeting Kraft or or Laporta. Yeah, I would agree. If I'm picking between these two, I'm picking Laporta. I feel like I just know more about him. I trust the pedigree of coming from Iowa, which I know you shouldn't do that. You know, if you don't scout the court, you know, the helmet <laughs> for quarterbacks, maybe don't do it for tight ends. But there's yeah. there's, there's a track, track record here. <laughs> yeah, definitely like significant track record of success. So you feel better if all things are equal or close between Kraft and Laporta. You know a bit more. He tested very well. He looks great. The grade fits. The need is there. I'm I'm completely for it. We've seen Telesco go in the second round for a tight end before. I yeah. thought it worked out really well. Um, I think Laporta working into the NFL, developing with Gerald Everett, alongside Gerald Everett, whatever. Um, you can move him all over. You can use him out wide. This isn't a player that you're stuck just, oh, we just have one inline tight end and that's it. It's not someone like Trey McKitty where he's kind of just your inline tight end or maybe some H-back, fullback sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we didn't see them do that much. Laporta, you can move all over. And if you're winning slants on the outside versus Ohio State, I'm feeling pretty good about you. Um, again, one, I'm not even sure if he'll be there with the Chargers pick in the second round. If he flies up the boards, who knows? Um, but I, I'm all for Laporta here. But the Craft is great as well. Yeah, I think Craft is probably more of a project. You know, coming from South Dakota State, there's probably going to be a bigger adjustment there. He didn't, have, he didn't have the ankle injury. I think he's probably the better blocker of the two i think he is probably the better athlete of the two like in terms of yards mm-hmm. after catchability yeah um but i think the the things that kellen moore can do with like a uh, sam laporta and gerald everett tight end duo would be really really fun mm-hmm. um and you know laporta is a day one impact player i know like yeah he is. he's not gonna he's not gonna catch 75 passes and go for 800 yards or anything like that but you know just the the versatility and like the things that Kelmore was able to do with Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson in Dallas, right? Like you could just copy and paste that with Gerald Everett <laughs> and Sam Laporta. So yeah. I'd be hundred percent on board with Sam Laporta in this instance. Okay. I'm going to just RAS compare Schultz and Laporta out of curiosity. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about um, Jameer Gibbs is on the board in this situation? I'd be very surprised. Uh, Ty J Spears mm-hmm. is on the board. Any thought about taking a running back in this scenario? Uh, no. 
Okay. I don't. I, I, and I think Gibbs would even be potentially higher on my board, or at least in terms of grades, but it's a, it's running back. No offense. Yeah. Um, Gibbs would be great. Obviously, I love Spears. Both those guys would be fun. They contribute immediately, but I just, I'm, I'm not seeing it um, as early as round two or round three, to be honest. I agree. So, uh, did you get the RES comparison or are you still working on it? I started talking. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is it even close? Wow. Dalton Schultz. I thought he'd be a bit more athletic. Dalton Schultz is a 7.22 RAS. Um, Sounds about right. Two inches taller, same weight, didn't get a bench. Um, Laporte is just more athletic in almost every aspect. He's just two inches shorter. Yeah. Alex Katzen uh, pointed out on Twitter that Schultz mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Mayer actually have a lot of similarities okay. from a testing standpoint. So, mm. You know, that could be something to keep an eye on for sure as well. Okay. All right. So we are going to go with uh, Sam Laporta, tight end from Iowa, and this uh, simulation here. And then we'll see how the rest of the board plays out. Uh, Anthony Hopper, I did not see the Jamal Charles comp for Gibbs, but. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. If you're talking about a guy who can. You know, run well, he's fast, he can affect the passing yeah. game in that sense, sure. But, like, yeah, no, I think not really good players every time. I know, like, like, uh, the comparison today of Jalen Hyatt and uh, Chris Olave. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Completely different players. Um, no, I think Jamal Charles was a different beast in terms of like creation behind the line, so. Um, all right, so we're here in round three, uh, pick 85 for the Chargers, Ooh. recent picks. Uh, Riley Moss, the cornerback from Iowa to the Dolphins. Uh, Tui Tui Pelotu, the defensive lineman from USC to the Seahawks at 83. Jair Brown, who uh, I'm a big fan of his, safety from Penn State, pick 82 to the Buccaneers. Brandon Joseph, safety from lineback- or safety from Notre Dame excuse me, uh, to the Lions. Dontarian Wicks, wide receiver from Virginia mm-hmm. at pick 80 to the Steelers. There's Ade Baware, the defensive lineman from Western at 79. I think he'll go much earlier. Packers taking Tank Dell. Um, let's see what else. Any other names? Parker Washington off the board, 73 to the Texans. Andrew Voorhees, pick 72 to the Titans. That'd be a good pick. Raiders taking Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, Matthew Bergeron, round two. Oh, Will McDonald to the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> So the Chiefs right now have Jackson Smith and Jigba and Will McDonald. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Devon A-Chain to the Panthers. Steve Avila to the Giants. That'd, that'd be a good pick for them. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that's where we're at in terms of recent okay. picks. Well, that's a pop there with Jap Campbell still available from Iowa. Uh, yeah. Rasheed Rice is still there. Uh, we're not taking a quarterback. Noah Sewell. Um, who else would be available? Tucker Craft, but we already took a tight end. Uh, Zach Harrison, I wish he had tested. He was just there, and he showed that he was an enormous human being. Super um, long human being, too. Yeah. Um, Marvin Mims, who we talked about, which means I'm sure Trey Palmer's there and all those guys that we've been talking about at wide receiver. Tajay Spears, oh, don't make me not do this. <laughs> um, Kenny McIntosh, um, who actually would be pretty fun. It looks like did Trey Palmer uh, go, and I just missed him. No, he's one thirty-two, I think. Oh. Oh. Okay. 
so receivers available are she rice cedric tillman's still there marvin mims at perry Jaden reed trey palmer etc I haven't gotten to et cetera yet. So I think we have to take a receiver because I have no idea who the rest of the guys are. Uh, <laughs> um, offensive lineman for those who are interested in uh, Joe Tipman from Wisconsin, Jarrett Patterson from Notre Dame. Olu, he, I think he just goes by Olu, Olu, Olu Atumi, uh from Michigan. Nick Broker from Mississippi State. Emil Akior from Alabama. Braden Daniels from Utah, McLennan Curtis, two guys we talked about earlier uh, on here as well. I think those will be changing mm -hmm. on the board as well. Um, offensive tackles, Blake Freeland from BYU, who I will not be watching ever because he plays for BYU, but he tested very well today. <laughs> uh, Tyler Steen from Alabama, Jackson Kirtland, Ryan Hayes, Warren McLennan. So offensive tackle group, not super great at this point. Um, you know, maybe that's something to keep an eye on there, but um i know people were asking about defensive linemen earlier um carl brooks from bowling green jervon dexter from florida moro ajomo from texas kobe turner from wake forest have been names that people have been talking about but yeah i think at this point i think charge probably have to go wide receiver although jack campbell man it'd be very hard to pass up for on him in the third round mm -hmm. all righty so find the college I recognize the least and they'll take that guy. <laughs> what do we got here? Where's my like uh, Purdue wide Alaska. receiver from Purdue? <laughs> no, I know where that is. got to find something more obscure. All right, fine. Maybe it'll be a fourth round thing. Um, okay. So in this particular case, I guess Chattanooga would qualify then. <laughs> I can't point to where that is on a map. So there's that. <laughs> um okay so as far as the wide receivers go i have <laughs> did i not put palmer on my list of a big board well i guess i have to do that so i have no idea where he'd be um but mims palmer i have not watched reed um so i can't speak to him there watched palmer today one of the things i love about him well first of all he was the fastest player at mobile uh clocked in the fastest miles per hour time reached there then ran the fastest 40 at the combine so that answers the whole speed question thing um and if you want a guy who can still run i'm not saying he's a slant quick out sort of guy but you definitely see on tape the post the corner the go you know that sort of thing that you need to work like to access the deep part of the field he's got that so you feel pretty good about him there uh marvin mims i think is well he's smaller as is somehow his contested catch rate is higher i believe mm -hmm. his ball tracking skills overall are better than trey palmer's um, but you get you know slightly less size there. Um, but at the same time, I, I do believe that if you're looking at someone like Jalen Hyatt and wondering how he fared versus press or whatever, I feel like actually Marvin Mims has more reps on tape against press, against you know being an outside receiver, facing press, that sort of thing. So um, I have Jalen Hyatt higher. Don't get me wrong, but you know if you kind of want like a light version of that, I do feel like that's Mims and the way he catches the football is is kind of similar as well. So to me, it comes down to Palmer or Mims here. That's only because I haven't watched uh, Reed. Yeah, so um, Thomas Martinez is asking about the safeties. Um, not super familiar with this group outside of Trey Dean, who I have watched, and uh, Jordan Battle, who I have watched. Battle would be, a, I think, a good pick, but um, not super interested in the safety group at this point in time. So um, in terms of the receivers, like I think um, Mims would be a great pick. I think Trey Palmer would be a great pick. 
Um, Jaden Reed. So I have watched Jaden Reed. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was the best receiver, uh, pretty consensus wise overall in terms of what he did at the senior bowl. I think for me, he would be the most well-rounded option at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a burner. Like he's not somebody that's going to like come in and, and light up the league from a deep field production standpoint. Um, he's not slow. I think he was like a four, four, seven, if I'm not mistaken this week. Um, but you're just talking about, a, you know, different kind of gear with Marvin Mims and Trey Palmer. So, um, you know, slightly concerned about Trey Palmer and, and like his ball tracking skills. Yeah. I do think, um, Marvin Mims is probably the better high pointer. I think he's probably the better route runner overall, but I think Trey Palmer is faster and he's bigger because yeah. Trey Palmer is six feet tall, even, I think he checked in at 192 pounds this week. So maybe the Charger would see him as a potential like more complete player. Mm-hmm. But I think you you have the same effect here, right? I think Marvin Mims or Trey Palmer, I think you do the same kind of thing. Uh, you have a, a bigger deep threat. So I guess the question would be kind of like, how do they view someone who's 5'10 in Marvin Mims versus six feet in Trey Palmer? Mm-hmm. Speed profile is very similar. Um, I'd be on board with Marvin Mims here at this point. And Marvin Mims can be a, a return player for them as well. He was a great kick returner, punt returner at Oklahoma, which I think would make Ryan Ficken pretty happy. Yeah, uh, if we're picking between the two, I have Mims higher. I've decided now that I've made up my board. Um, so, Mar- <laughs> so Marvin Mims is going to be the player. If I had to pick between the two, I would take him. Uh, he's fantastic. All right, I agree as well. So, so far for the Chargers, we have Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa, and Marvin Mims, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. Yeah, Thomas Martinez. I don't recall uh, which one is who is a better blocker, but I do recall that Marvin Mims is a good blocker for sure, like very involved um, there. I, I couldn't yeah. distinguish which one is better, but yes, Mims, I do feel good about that. And the Chargers do love that. Yeah, and like I think both of them do, both of them are pretty good after the catch or, uh, you know, with the ball in their hands in general. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them did a lot of jet sweep action, a lot of screens, crossers, things like that. But Mims is the one with the uh, returner history as opposed to um, Trey Palmer. So I think that is something that could give them an, give him an edge as well. So you might as well make the next pick because you know what mine's going to be. <laughs> Ty J Spears still on the board, baby. Man, no that would be amazing. No chance. Uh, <laughs> Not after this week. Uh, all right, so Chargers on the board at pick 125 here. Uh, Blake Freeland from BYU just went. Um, I think that's Jack Jones. That, no, that might be a different corner. Um, Carl Brooks to the Chiefs. Chiefs, again, having a great simulation here. Um, Jay Martin from Illinois, the safety. Uh, Trey, Trey Hodges Tomlinson from TCU to the Steelers. Uh, Charlie Jones to the uh, Vikings. Man, they love their uh, white slot receivers, so that would fit for them. Uh, Josh Wiley, the Patriots at 117, the tight end from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets taking Tanner McKee, quarterback from Stanford. Falcons ending the slide for Cedric Tillman. I do think he's a good player. It's not, not a fit for the Chargers. Uh, receiver from Tennessee. A bunch of these corners who are probably going to go way earlier off the mm-hmm. board tucker craft but they don't need the more tight ends god arizona <laughs> uh Jaden reed to the bears that'd be a good pick for them nice. uh noah sewell to the giants that's a very definitely a uh um wink martindale linebacker if i've ever seen one 
Zach Harrison to the Browns. Unfortunately, we could be a good pick for them. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice, Kendrick Miller. So those are some of the, the recent picks here. Hmm. We're getting into the I know two of those territory. <laughs> so you mentioned Ty J Spears, A.T. Perry still on the board. Um, Kenny McIntosh, Byron Young. So some some decent like edge rusher projects. If the Chargers needed more of a project dart throat edge, I think there's some mm-hmm. some good options here. Um, Trey Palmer still on the board. Cameron Latu, Ivan Pace, Braden Daniels, my guy, the offensive lineman, Payne Durham on the board here. I think he probably goes much higher in this than this yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Dorian Williams, maybe this is a good spot for a linebacker. Um, Ty J Spears is teammate. Dorian Williams, I think, would be a good pick. Ivan, uh, Ivan Pace, linebacker from Cincinnati. Could be a decent pick. So now that we have the the three main needs here, Owen Popo, another linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, McClendon Curtis. Um, in general, Tyler, what do you think the the approach on day three is for the Chargers after hitting you know receiver, edge, and tight end? If that's what they do, again, it slightly hinges. The whole draft changes if Trey Pickens not back, right? So we would have already addressed that. Right. At this point, we're looking at in my opinion, what they've kind of done before, which is some defender, and typically that's that's been like that linebacker range for them. Uh, we've seen that between like rounds four through six. Drew Tranquil, Kaiser White, Nick Neiman, you know, they look for these guys, um, typically with a nice athletic profile as well. Um, did you, so you watched Dorian Williams? I did, yes. So okay. I, of these guys, I have watched uh, Ivan Pace, Dorian Williams, Owen Popo, and D Winters. Okay. Um, and obviously one, what Muhammad is... Diabate from Utah. <laughs> Every day. But um, too far. Yeah, right. What is Dorian Williams fit with the Chargers, if at all? And then two, Dorian Williams, I did the linebacker stats-based composite rankings today. He came in at second. So I'm like, in terms of that, I'm feeling great. But I don't know how he looks and, you know, what his fit would be. Yeah, um, I think to me, he's probably the most uh, physical linebacker of this group. Somebody that will actually like come down and like really hit people. Mm. on a consistent basis he's he's on the lighter side i think he weighed in at like 219 um former safety so that does fit their kind of profile like you're talking about that they that they've taken with kaiser and drew tranquil in, in in different uh drafts thomas martinez i know and is in the chat is a big fan of his um so that would be a that would be my pick of the linebackers here i know ivan okay. pace has a lot of fans as well um i mean he's 510 he's really really short i have a hard time envisioning him as like a true three down linebacker, but um, you know, he's a fantastic blitzer. I think he had like 10 sacks this past year at Cincinnati. So I, I, I think there's, that's interesting. Um, Owen Popo, a linebacker from Auburn. Uh, he's, he's kind of like that athletic profile, but not a ton of like physicality at the point of attack. Um, <laughs> I was just talking about this earlier with Tyler, this linebacker class is, it's pretty uninspiring outside of Jack Campbell um, in terms mm-hmm. of like doing the real linebacker things like stacking and shedding and taking on blockers and properly diagnosing and consistently not taking yourself out of out of rushing lanes. Um, so if I have to pick a linebacker at this point, it would be Dorian Williams. Um, okay. I do think offensive line would be in play here as well. Yeah, I think so. Let's look at it. You know, you're, you're kind of talking about patterns, right? Like Brennan Hymas. You know, you could look at Jamari Sawyer. So... They'll definitely, you know, take an offensive lineman at some point. I think this would make some sense uh, for them. So 
they've met with McLennan Curtis. Hmm. Has that tackle guard flexibility? Same thing with Braden Daniels. Um, they know we know that they like Alabama SEC players, Emil Akior Jr. Um, Patterson and Aluatimi, I think, are purely centers, so not super okay. interested there. Alex Forsyth, same kind of thing. So uh, let's look at tackles real quick. Jackson Kirkland, they met at the Senior Bowl. He's more probably of a guard prospect. Same thing with Ryan Hayes from Michigan. Um, Warren McClendon wasn't super impressive to me, but Georgia. So, yeah, I, I think you're probably talking about, for me in this instance, Dorian Williams, the linebacker from Tulane. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Owen Popo from Auburn. Or the interior offensive lineman guys, Braden, Braden Daniels and McClendon Curtis. So um, those will be the four I think that you're probably looking at here. Okay. I was just looking up something very quick for McClendon Curtis. I was just curious what his pass blocking efficiency this past year was. It was a 99. Okay, so the Chargers have always taken under Staley. The four guys that they've taken all had a 99 or higher. And they were all on Brandon Thorne's top 10 list for their position. So you get one thing there. So there's that. Um, I I just haven't graded them, so this would be a very sight unseen thing for me. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I do feel like McLennan Curtis either. Um, definitely a smaller school prospect. Um, he was on Feldman's freaks list as well, uh, mostly for his work as like a, a power lifter. I think he's like incredibly strong. Um, you know, if they're if they want to do more power gap schemes, I think McClurtis would be the one. Um, Braden Daniels weighed in at 296 for the combine. He tested really, really well. I think he does definitely fit the uh tackle to guard outside zone kind of world. Um, you know, reminds me a lot of uh Spencer Burford, who the, the Niners drafted last year oh, in nice. the fourth round, okay. started every single game for the them at guard, I think right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of different styles there. Braden Daniels um, and McLennan Curtis both meet the arm length threshold for tackles. Both have played tackle in college. Both have played guard in college. Um, Daniels has actually started at both tackle spots and left guard. So just kind of depends on like what kind of style you want there. Um, and also like if Drew Tranquil is gone, <laughs> you probably need a linebacker starter. Right. So I think the pick probably would be Dorian Williams here for me. I would agree. And I don't know how thrilled they are, but they do have, um, you know, Brendan Hymas. I'm not saying that's the same thing, but I, I, I feel like you at least have Brendan Hymas. You can wait a tiny bit longer, whereas this linebacker group, like you, you do need to get somebody. And this is certainly the range where Telesco has started to do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we'll take uh, linebacker Dorian Williams from Tulane. I think he checks a lot of boxes for them in terms of uh, physical profile, in terms of need. So, yeah, I think that's there. I know it's was, it was probably hard for you to pass up on uh, Ty J. Spears in that instance, but uh, he's not going to be there this this round. No, no chance. So we'll see what happens with the offensive linemen here. I think DB also probably in play at this point, too. I swear I have the like high speed going on, but this is just like slow. <laughs> All good. Yes, Max Diaz. I see about Spears, and we took or looked at other players. I know I would have taken him, but it would have been irresponsible. Okay, so Antonio uh, Maffi from uh, UCLA would have been a, somebody I'd be interested in. At this point, he went to the Lions. 
trading from Florida, who's actually recruited uh, to Alabama by Derek Ansley. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the Seahawks, Byron Young, the edge rusher from Tennessee, because there's two Byron Youngs in this draft, because, of course, goes to Washington. Uh, D. Winters, linebacker from the from TCU, goes to the Raiders. Nick Hampton, who I think is uh, a big uh, Gavino guy uh, for the Jets. Mm. Uh, Mo Diabate from Utah, the linebacker from uh, goes to the Browns, pick one forty two. Um, Ali Gay, the edge rusher from LSU, the other edge rusher. Brandon Daniels at one thirty three. <laughs> There's Ty J Spears finally at pick one thirty two. That'd be ridiculous if that ever happened. Payne Durham finally off the board mm-hmm. and A.T. Perry off the board to the Browns right after the Chargers picked. Cool. All right, so this will be our last round of this uh, simulation. Again, we'll do seven rounds when we, once we get uh, more film watched on some of these players. So uh, some options here. Like I said, I think this is probably offensive line territory. McLennan Curtis still on the board. Uh, so that kind of would be an easy pick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Anthony Bradford from LSU got a lot of rave reviews today from Daniel Jeremiah. I have not watched him. Um, John Gaines from UCLA. I think he'll rise up the board at this point. I think he's 320 here, but I'm, I like him as well. I like both UCLA guards. Um, let's look at safeties. Uh, not super familiar with many of these guys at safety. It's like a corner. Okay. Cottrell Clark would, I think, be interesting. Same thing with Alex Austin at Oregon State. Rajon Wright. Uh, not super familiar with any of these. So, easy pick here is McLennan Curtis, obviously. But uh, any thoughts <laughs> here, Tyler? No, at this point, I'm, I'm looking for connections to the Chargers and interests and stuff like that and, and meetings because I have no film to go off of or I have not watched them. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see them going, you know, safety here. I could see them finding another corner here, um, which would be fine by me. Someone who could, you know, maybe some flexibility to back up, you know, Jaw if he's the starter, and obviously just in case Dean Leonard doesn't work out, um, you know, this is kind of where you could be approaching running back territory. But I feel like they have their three. So to me, until I've watched more guys, yeah, McLennan Curtis, I think would be a fine pick here. Cool. Works for me. And I think this this checks boxes for the Chargers in terms of like how they've generally operated. So they'll take an offensive lineman on day three unless Pipkins is gone in case they'll do it earlier. But, um, you know, I, I think that would be a, a great depth pick for guard tackle. Similar to Jamari Sawyer, somebody who's just big, strong, can play multiple mm-hmm. spots along the line. I think that that definitely fits their patterns up front. All right, so uh, to recap here, Chargers in this simulation from Tyler and I taking Nolan Smith in the first round, Sam Laporta in the second round, tied in from Iowa, uh, Marvin Mims, the receiver from Oklahoma in the third round, Dorian Williams, the linebacker from Tulane in the fourth round, and then McClendon Curtis, the interior offensive lineman slash offensive tackle from uh, Chattanooga. So that's the, uh, that's the five picks. Tyler, what do you think here? I... Again, not watching Williams, haven't watched Curtis, or haven't watched either of those guys. But I feel like with the first three rounds, we I mean, got good value, which means that we probably aren't going to see this happen. But I feel <laughs> good about the process of doing this. I, I think just everyone watching the stream and us going through this stream, 
it feels like the edge is that spot in the first round because of how I mean, how lucky we were going through this. Were we going through this draft in the second and third rounds? Going, oh, you know, we could take that receiver, we could take that receiver, we could take that receiver, we could take that tight end. You know, it felt really good about the depth in those spots there. Whereas at twenty one, it was like you probably want to take Nolan Smith. And then by yeah. the time we got to the the second round, it was only Will McDonald left, and he's a player that I, I don't think will be there anyway. Granted, I don't think Nolan Smith will be either. But to me, I just think addressing that edge group in the first round and then just utilizing the depth of the draft to hit wide receiver and tight end, um, especially when you don't necessarily need a tight end one right now. You don't need a wide receiver one right now. You can find guys that you'd like to develop. Technically, you don't need an edge one right now either. Um, but I feel like they're, that's just far more important than a, a tight end two, a wide receiver three, four right now. Um, so I, I love the first three picks. I love what Dorian Williams brings statistically. You seem to like him a lot, so I'm great with that. McClendon Curtis, a player they've met with. And you address the offensive line, um, which they've shown, which has been great for them in the past with Jamari Sawyer. So to me, I really like this, um, of course, though, because we picked it. So <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, we like it because we did it right. But, um, you know, I think Daniel Jeremiah was talking about this earlier today. I mean, like, you know, traditionally speaking, over the last four or five years, like we've seen like seven, eight, sometimes 10 receivers go on the first 40 picks, right? That's just not going to happen this year. And so, like, guys are going to be pushed down because this is a, you know, you'll probably have four quarterbacks in the top 10. Then you've got a lot of edge rushers. You've got a lot of corners. You've got all these tight ends. Mm-hmm. So I know there's there's all this love for receiver at 21, but the value at receiver is just so it's, it's going to be so much nicer than it usually is at, in the second and third rounds because this is not a star heavy receiver class. So. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a deep class, and I think the Chargers should be able to take advantage of that on uh, on day two. And I think in this situation, you know, having Marvin Mims, Trey Palmer, Jaden Reed in the third round, like I think that's that's perfect scenario for them. So um, I, I'm of I'm of the belief that the first two picks should be tied in an edge rusher. You know, I I think it's much easier to look at getting a potential starter tight end at, at 54 than a starting edge rusher, just based off of like how mm-hmm. this draft oh, totally. is going to go. But, uh, you know, that that to me is the first two picks unless Trey Pippigans is gone. If Trey Pippigans is gone, then you probably put an offensive lineman at 54 or 21 mm-hmm. and then an edge rusher at the other spot. So, um, you know, I'm happy with this value that we got. I think this would be, you know, really good for the offense, right? You get Sam Laporta and Marvin Mims, two guys who can stress the field, add some versatility, help special teams, help the pass rush with Nolan Smith. I think this would be a, a really good spot for the Chargers. I agree. Next time we do this, I'd love to, you know, and by the time we get there, we will, I think, have addressed and looked at defensive tackle, more tackles, more linemen. So, yeah, um, see if we can mix maybe some more of those guys in there, have a different draft next time. But as far as the first one goes, not bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there we go. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, let us know how you guys would grade our draft in the chat today uh, or in the comments. You can tweet us. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, is it saying oh did you was the thing still sharing no what did i do oh i don't know okay um <laughs> i don't know uh all right so that's gonna do it for us today guys we are going to do our wide receiver episode next so on wednesday um maybe we'll have some uh free agency news at that point in terms of restructuring and things like that so We'll see what happens there. But uh, thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll see you next time.